Hi campers, welcome to museum camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison, hello. Hey, Nathan, real quick, could you go fuck yourself? <laughs> Nathan's back. <laughs> but not <Hi>. for long. <laughs> he has been ruffling our yes, feathers. I was just going to say ruffling feathers. <laughs> uh, we've got an insubordinate maintenance man, everyone. Mm-hmm. We do. It's... So we're taking applications for new ones. Yep. The pay is zero. <laughs> it will, in fact, you pay us in terms of your time. <laughs> Yeah, it's a real um, take and take situation yeah, on our end. Um, and I think owning curtains is a requirement. Yeah, it took it is way now. too long to get curtains. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just went brag, 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 brag about the fact that he owns curtains. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to Museum Camp. This is our new segment called Shitting on Nathan while he does free labor for us. (laughs) We hope you like it. (laughs) But we're just so glad that you're all here. You know, I'm Megan. I'm Madison. (laughs) Sounded like you were going to keep going there. (laughs) Um, And, you know, this is camp. It is. It is. And we're here to talk to you about museums and things we're watching and how much, you know, Nathan is um, just really getting under our skin. Mm -hmm. Um, All the greatest hits tonight, just for you. All of them. Every last one. Madison. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's going on? What's going on? You guys are doing so great. Just keep going. Get out. out. Get out of our Zoom room. (laughs) We have proven that we no longer need you. (laughs) Do you not remember last recording? Yeah, all we need is a picture of you. (laughs) Anyways, um, where were we? Gosh. Um, I... I'm still watching the crown. I am getting, you know, just really into it. It's getting very, very good. And, um, you know, that's really all I have as far Mm -hmm. as media. That's literally what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? It's kind of like you're really like living the next phase of the crown because didn't Harry and Megan just have their baby? Yeah. Exactly. So you're you're part of the story. I'm part of it. I'm basically a member of the family. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, here's what I've been consuming in terms of media this week. Um, So we started watching. Well, first of all, I started rewatching Parks and Rec. Nice. Because I hadn't seen it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, 
And then we started watching last night. We started watching a new show. I don't know if it's that new, new to us show on Apple TV plus called Mosquito Coast. Oh, I haven't watched it, but I've seen it on there. Um, it's a very good. Nathan okay. would really like it. Um, because okay, wait. So here's the thing. I always forget. I always confuse um, Justin Thoreau with Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little so, different. They're a little different, but their names don't need. They have no interest being that similar. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. So anyway, Justin Thoreau is in it. Love him. And did you watch I mean, The Leftovers? Mm-mm. Oh, you should watch The Leftovers. Okay. Here I go. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so in the first episode, Justin Thoreau's character goes on this like very long, impassioned anti-capitalism rant that reminds me a lot of what Nathan just told us before we started this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. So Nathan, I don't know where you went, but I feel like you would enjoy this. (laughs) Um, There he is. Did you hear me? There he is. Okay. Yeah. That's your homework. (laughs) Um, I will have to check that out because I love Justin Thoreau. I think he's great. It's very good. Um, And it was funny because we just got into the episodes in Parks and Rec where he plays his character, Justin. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) And then, like, it was just a funny gear switch. Um, That's one of he's in one of my favorite episodes, which is when Leslie... <laughs> when Leslie has the dinner party and she has yeah. to clean up her house. That is the one we just watched right beforehand. It was so funny. I love it. Uh, I loved both of those shows. So I highly recommend that one. Mm. Um and then I do have another story for you. Um mm-hmm. be- so okay, I don't know how much you know about the Mosquito Coast. Basically, and this is in all of the like previews basically it's justin thoreau and his family and they're like on the run and that's like all you know you don't know who they're running from or what they're doing or who they are or anything and i'm we're two episodes in and i still don't really know which i like about it um because it's like building the suspense um and i feel like i am also kind of on the lamb now sure because i accidentally shoplifted yesterday <laughs> okay um so <laughs> so to the king supers grocery store on south sheridan boulevard i would just like to apologize for accidentally stealing a wall a watermelon <laughs> okay not an easy thing to steal it, no Bulky. i know well here's the thing because it was like I took all of the stuff out of my cart Mm -hmm. and I was scanning it and bagging it. And then I was like, oh, the watermelon is still in the cart. I'll get that last because I'm not going to bag it or anything. And then I just forgot about it and then proceeded to just walk out of the store with a watermelon. And now it just, it happens, you know, to the best of us. And it that has reminded me of um, a little funny anecdote that I think the campers would love to know, which okay. is that when Madison and I lived together, we would frequently go yes. um, grocery shopping together. 
And we would almost always in the summertime get mm-hmm. a watermelon the and come one home. We could find <laughs> the largest one we could find. Come home, <laughs> cut it in half, each take a half and a spoon, and then sit on the couch and watch a movie together. <laughs> and eat the entire thing. It was the best. Yeah. It was the best. The um, best. Yeah. So if anyone knows any um, lawyers, <laughs> or yeah, you hello. need a lawyer up. Yeah, I need a lawyer. It's like $3 worth of fruit. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I got to make Oops. sure the IRS doesn't realize I didn't pay taxes. Yeah. Ugh. Gotta get one of those fruit lawyers. Ugh, a fruit lawyer. <laughs> um, so I forgot until just the second that we are watching something. Mike and I are watching something right now because... We got stars finally. And so we're almost too quickly getting through the most recent season of Outlander. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know what else is on stars. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only thing that I care about, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) But um, I'm just coming to the realization that like, I've always had that safety net of, of like having one in the holster. You know, because oh, I was yeah. watching Outlander on Netflix and I always knew there yeah. was more available elsewhere. More and now no, there's not. Which season uh, is the latest? Seven? Holy I think. fuck. Wait, is it seven? I don't, I know. don't know. What's the what's the plot? I think I stopped reading the books when they were like on a boat or something. Fuck <laughs> off, Nathan. Go away. This is not your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the plot is that they are in America. They're, um, do, have you gotten to that part? In the book, I got to where they were in America. Okay. And they're like building their cabin and then yes. the, the daughter has a baby. Yes. Yeah, so it's now a big house in the season hmm. that I'm in. And they've got a bunch of settlers on the land. And it seems that they're ramping up to the American Revolution. What if this whole thing is just a prequel to the Little House on the Prairie franchise? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, um, you know, I just feel like the ratings of those things are very different. The the content. Yeah. The adult content. (laughs) but um it's fine and um speaking of american history i uh speaking of adult content (laughs) speaking of adult content no speaking of american history um i just remembered that a couple weeks ago my uncle sent a text to the family group chat And said, this is Sophia's essay for school. And Sophia is my 14-year-old cousin. 14? I think she's 14. Somewhere around there. Um, (laughs) And here we go. I'm going to read it to you. The people from England were tired of the king. So they were like, bet, let's go to America. They traveled on the Mayflower and finally arrived. When they arrived, lots of people died, but that's another story. Everyone decided that they needed a government, so they created the Articles of the Confederation, although those articles didn't work out. It had a lot of plot holes, so they created the Constitution. There was a lot of debate with the Constitution, but it worked out. (laughs) 
Great. And it's worked out flawlessly ever since. Flawless. America was finally becoming an adult. They had their (laughs) own government and every day more and more people were traveling there. Since more and more people were coming over here, more and more ideas and beliefs were also arriving. Too many arguments and conflicts were happening. So we had the Civil War. The South and North were attacking. Who would win? What would happen next? Finally, the North won. (laughs) Since the North won, they kind of rebuilt the South. They took over their governments and really belittled them. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing. They did not belittle them enough, in my opinion. Uh, Not enough. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff worked itself out. Presidents came and left. <laughs> Same with depressions and diseases. And then boom, sure. World War One. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Lots of blood and battle, except America kept quiet for half of it. They didn't want to get involved, but all of a sudden they join. When they join, the central powers die. The allies win. Sings, we are the champions. When America comes back from a war... Uh, An epidemic and depression follows. While we're recovering, Europe decides to go to war again because, you know, why not? Europe, (laughs) you freaking continent. Stop waging war. (laughs) America is so annoyed, so they just sit out. (laughs) So they just sit out and have some me time, except Japan has other plans. They attack. America is like, no, ma'am. So they join in. (laughs) Again, (laughs) yeah. Again, when America enters into World War II, the same thing happens. The bad guys die. The Allies win again. What I learned from this was don't mess with America, and Germany is relentless. (laughs) I am crying. Can we bring her on as a writer in our show? Yes, I think we need to. We have to. It'd be stupid not to. Sophia, amazing. 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 We love your work. (laughs) We love it. Please write more. Oh, that was really good. (laughs) And very informative. Yeah, we all learned. Wow, 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 wow. Well, I'm going to say buenos noches to this introduction. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Requiem intro. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited about this museum. I'm so excited. Um, okay, I'm excited. It's gonna be great. <laughs> At 53 years young, Dalton Stevens found that he had developed chronic insomnia. Unable to sleep and unable to watch TV all night due to broadcasting ending at 2 a.m. in 1983. <gasps> I he never needed- even thought about that. Yeah, how awful oh, would that be? No, you'd have to move to the East Coast. You'd have so you'd to get the most. Yeah, or no, the West Coast. One of them, mm-hmm. one of the two. Yeah, move to the coast, maximize <laughs> your TV coverage. Yeah. <laughs> um, he needed to come up with a hobby, obviously. Naturally. So he found an old denim jumpsuit of his. And he started sewing buttons all over it. 
Okay. It took <laughs> it took him almost three years, but he finally had a denim jumpsuit covered in thousands of buttons. 16,333 to be exact. That's a lot of buttons. He would be henceforth known as the Button King. Great. Today, we're headed to Bishopville, South Carolina to visit the Button King Museum. Oh my God. <laughs> Nathan is miming being shook. He's not okay. Just drink your whiskey. You'll be fine. You're going to be fine. Get back to making your it's gonna be okay. large salad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read my sources real quick. Um, so the Wikipedia page for Button King, um, there was a Roadside America article on mm. the museum. Yeah. There was also a blog from Roadside America that I... Um, took some info from uh, a couple of YouTube videos that I watched uh, a King and Allen dot co article on the history of the button. And that's it. Okay. The history of the button. I know that is riveting, riveting. <laughs> it's a short paragraph. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a quote from roadside America. After running out of room for buttons on the suit, Dalton discovered the allure of contact cement. He glued 517 buttons on his shoes, then 3,005 on his guitar. Next, he covered a banjo, then a piano, then his 1983 Chevy Chevette. That was 150,000 buttons. Insomnia became an asset. Quote, I wouldn't quit. I wouldn't stop, he said. I'd go four and five days and never go to bed. Okay. Okay. Hold <laughs> on. So I need to go. I need to unpack a few things here. So you mentioned that he discovered what cement? What was Contact that? cement. So he didn't have to sew the buttons on clothing. He realized he could is, glue them on essentially. Is contact cement just glue? Sure. And it just, it took him a while to discover that. <laughs> um, okay. I would assume I mean, okay. it's a stronger adhesive than glue, just like yeah. your old Elmer's. Yeah. You know, like rubber cement, contact cement. Sure. Driveway cement. Yeah. I'm not a um, cement expert. No. Um, but I have a feeling it's, you know, probably similar to yeah. those things. Also a very boring historical thing, probably. I was just thinking too, when you were like the history of the button and how it was a short paragraph, I always used to think about that in college. Like what if one day I like, you know, want to, I have to write like a huge thesis and this is going to be like my master's thesis or something. And I pick a really specific subject and then it's like, there's just truly nothing there. <laughs> yeah. That's a nightmare that I think I've definitely had before. Oh, yeah. Like you go through all this work and then your thesis just does not cut it. Yeah. Yikes. Ooh. <sighs> so just to give a bit of history on buttons. <laughs> yes. Okay. The civilization of the Indus Valley is credited with the invention of the button, which means that the button goes all the way back to 2000 BCE. Do you think that if 
I I don't want this to sound like I'm jealous. Okay. (laughs) But do you sometimes feel that like living as far from the beginning of time as we do Mm -hmm. that we got kind of ripped off because all of the like the like right there inventions are already taken? Like, like the button, it, and I don't know, like, that's the thing. Like, do you think that if you were a it's low woman, hanging fruit, it's, it's so <laughs> low hanging fruit. Do you think that if you were a cave woman and you had your, you know, furs and whatever, and you're like, man, I wish I had something to close these together. Like, I feel like a button in some form seems to like be a pretty natural discovery you'd think but i will tell you um it wasn't for practical use when it was this um early in its invention so they were used more for a symbol of wealth often sewn onto (sighs) clothes as an ornamental embellishment what is up with wealthy people dude can you just be rich (laughs) quietly look at this button on my shirt Eat the rich, am I right? <laughs> Eat the rich and their buttons. their buttons in a way that is much more productive. Yeah. It's just wasteful. <laughs> so buttons didn't become clothing fasteners until centuries later when ancient Romans would use them to fix clothing in place with pins. Um, That's so embarrassing, though, that it took them so long to use that. But until, they like, weren't even... Pregnant like fully using them to their potential because it wasn't until the middle age, middle ages that the buttonhole was invented. <laughs> so they're using like pins. <laughs> what year was the hole invented? Like <laughs> it just, they're not that, like it just, again, it's maybe it seems like such low hanging fruit and apparently it was not. I just, right. I mean, I hindsight is twenty twenty. It truly is. <laughs> I think about this all the time where it's like, okay, if I went, you know, back in time and I had no knowledge of modern or like, what are we missing that people a hundred years from now are going to be like those idiots. It took them till the year 2021 to figure this out. Well, and I'll give you an uh, outlander spoiler, but Claire is doing okay. something that I feel like absolutely i would do if i were in her shoes which is that she is prematurely inventing penicillin oh i do remember that from the books yeah where she's like growing mold and then they keep throwing it out and she's like fuck you guys yeah (laughs) Uh, so good so good good. and that's absolutely what i would do if i went back in time i'd be like look how smart i am i would be yeah (laughs) for sure i would also really capitalize on the fact that everyone back then loved a fortune teller oh yeah dude oh my god can you imagine i would like (laughs) step aside rasputin (laughs) i'm coming through (laughs) for sure dude yeah um okay so uh, Dalton has made several appearances on television. 
Uh, Roadside America says he appeared on Johnny Carson, David Letterman, Geraldo, Regis and Kathy Lee, and countless other shows. And apparently he sold a DVD compilation of all of his appearances. Oh my God. <laughs> Which a DVD love. compilation of your appearances on talk shows is the modern equivalent of wearing a button to prove that you're wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, on these appearances, he would wear a button outfit. He would strap on a banjo and sing one of his self-penned button songs. And I am going to read the lyrics of one of the choruses of a song that he wrote. Is it punny? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I take it back. It's fine. I like things that aren't funny too. Yeah. 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 We're okay. (laughs) Here we go. I sew buttons. I don't chug a lug, smoke the weed or do no drugs. Button on my suit, banjo and guitar. My wife got upset when I started on my car. (laughs) Oh my God. He doesn't do drugs. And he stays awake for five days at a time. Yeah. He's on things. I would do every drug. (laughs) And also like, you can't tell me that cocaine isn't involved in that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like you're staying awake for that long. Also, if you have insomnia, you should smoke weed. Maybe give yeah, it a try. dude, chill out. <laughs> there are other options. You don't, your only option is not, it's not buttoning things. Buttonry. <laughs> Buttonry. <laughs> Button artistry. Yes. The Button King has apparently made an album of his songs, but I cannot find it anywhere online. I was devastated. (laughs) I know. Um, But there are a few videos that you can find of him singing uh, some of his songs. And on one of the videos that I was watching, I saw that someone commented, (laughs) this is my button emperor. (laughs) (laughs) What? What does that mean? <laughs> Instead of Button King. I just. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but apparently there is a song that he wrote called Poppin' Buttons. And I really hate that I can't find it anywhere because I just want to know. <laughs> that sounds like, as the kids would say, a bop. Yeah, a bop, a sexual bop, honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the Button King Museum was built by Dalton's children uh, next to his home. Great. The museum opened in 2008 and Dalton has displayed all of the items that he has covered in buttons. <laughs> um, he has an outhouse and a toilet okay. covered in buttons. There's a sink, a lot of bathroom stuff. Yeah, so a I mean, sink, it's practical. It's practical. Um, <laughs> a bathtub. <laughs> A guitar, vehicles, clothing, a piano, and more, all covered in buttons inside the Button King Museum. Where does he get all these buttons? What? Where does he get all of these buttons? That's a great question. I did not find that answer in my research. Uh, One of those vehicles in the museum is a hearse. (laughs) (laughs) 
The hearse has been covered in 600,000 buttons. Okay. And was donated to the museum by a local funeral home. Uh, Dalton housed two other items inside this museum that I have not talked about yet. Oh, no. Both of those items were coffins. (laughs) Oh, because one button-covered coffin was not enough. Well... There's a really great story that Roadside America wrote as to why there are not one, but two coffins inside this museum. Is he buried in the... Oh, okay. One night, while encrusting a coffin in buttons, Dalton <laughs> suddenly got tired. <laughs> sure. Quote, if does. I don't go to bed right when I get sleepy, it'll be another day or two before I can get to sleep, he told us. So Dalton crawled into the open coffin for a nap. (laughs) Then. (laughs) I'm no, sir. I'm not a good place for a nap. Does he have like a studio and he travels there or was he just like, no, I can't even walk the 15 steps into my bedroom. It sounded to me like he had, like he wanted to sleep in a coffin. It sounds like that, like, and they said the museum was right next to his home. So like, yeah, it's a very lukewarm excuse. (laughs) So then quote, I must've had a nightmare End quote bumped around and the lid fell down and locked him in. (laughs) Dalton, (laughs) Dalton spent seven very long hours trapped in the coffin before his son stopped by the next morning on an unrelated errand and freed his dad. I would hope it's an unrelated errand. (laughs) Can you imagine if he's like, hey, just got to do my weekly check to see if dad accidentally got himself stuck in a (laughs) coffin again. Oh, my God. Yeah. (sighs) Um, He said... What are you trying to do? Get used to that thing? Dalton recalled. (laughs) That's a good joke. Quote, I said, you are the best son that anybody in the world could ever ask for. (laughs) In his futile effort to open its lid, Dalton tore the coffin lining. So the local funeral home gave him a second coffin to cover with buttons. Couldn't he just cover the tear in buttons? That's literally what they're for, to put... Yeah, you would think. (laughs) Just put, like, fabric back together. (laughs) Yeah. What was Dalton thinking during those seven hours? Quote, I had contact cement on there, and I was afraid I'd left a cigarette and I would burn up, he said. I just thought, if I could get out of there, that would be nice. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, my God. I love this guy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Dalton passed away in 2016. Uh-uh. He had planned to be driven to the cemetery in his button hearse and buried in his button casket. And I couldn't find anything in my research to confirm that that happened, but mm-hmm. I have to believe that it Should did. Should we go dig it up and double check? Yeah, that feels <laughs> not irreverent at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no issues whatsoever. we're on a fact-finding mission we are not committing a felony yeah this is science related it's science Mm -hmm. we're historians 
Okay. Let's get to the reviews. Um, and I've seen reviews as of like as recent as four weeks ago. So I guess the museum's still open, but I couldn't find a website for them. So I don't Mm -hmm. know for sure what, if that's true or if like what their hours are or anything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just a guess. It's just there. It's guesswork. (laughs) Yeah. It's all guesswork. Um, so the first one isn't funny, but it is honestly so sweet. I, it's very cute. Um, so Brian gave it five stars and said, maybe I'm biased because my wife and I dropped by this museum on our first date, but this is a great fun place with interesting things to see covered in buttons. (laughs) This time we were back with our two kids and a niece as we celebrated five years together. But like also a first date to the Button King Museum, marry me. Yeah. Marry immediately. (laughs) Do they have weddings? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a venue? Yeah, honestly. Absolutely marry me. (laughs) Okay, so now on to TripAdvisor reviews. The Wild West. But, But here we go because... The Button King Museum literally does not have a single one-star or two-star rating on TripAdvisor. And we all know how stingy those people can be with giving away their green dots. They're stingy and sometimes they're just stupid and they think that one dot is the best rating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So Randy gave it four dots. And uh, the subject is button, button. Who's got the button? (laughs) Yeah, four Uh, buttons. This guy has more button artifacts than Carter has pills. He has made a career. (laughs) He has made a career. (laughs) Yikes. Just kidding. He has made a career out of gluing buttons onto everything. Don't stand still while at the museum or he might glue some buttons on you. <laughs> just a fun would, place. As a ghost. <laughs> ghost just gluing buttons. <laughs> the funniest haunting of all time. <laughs> the Conjuring 5. The yeah. Button King. <laughs> I would watch that, honestly. Yeah, same. So, and then Michael gave it three buttons and said, just a bit spooky. you drive a long way out of town and given that town is bishopville you are already a long way from a lot down a dirt driveway and come to a stop by two quonset huts quonset do you know what that is is that a word Mm, i don't know anyways One of them, silent, labeled Nashville East Daystar Mission, and the other, Button King Museum. (laughs) The wind is howling with the restlessness of lost spirits. When we arrived, there was no one else around, and the place had an eerie stillness of something that needed a soundtrack of badly tuned violins. The museum was open, so we went inside the wind wrenching the door from my hands and slamming it against the metal wall. It is indeed fascinating. A button-covered hearse, coffin, outhouse, suit, guitar, the list goes on. 
Maybe if the proprietor had been there singing his little song, I would have felt a bit less like Tony Perkins was lurking in the back of the Quonset with a button-covered knife and shower curtain. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did Stephen King write this review? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I thought it was just plain weird and was delighted when my significant other, ever the glutton for strange and exotic, gave me permission to bolt for the door. Okay, buddy. Like, <laughs> great job just, writing that review. And like such a hot take on the Button King Museum because <laughs> no one else said it was spooky. Yeah. Were you, you there in the middle just, of the night? <laughs> Did you break in? Um, I mean, I, I get that like a, a hearse and coffin could be creepy, but I also feel like that would be, I could see that being in like a contemporary arts museum right now. Where it's like, oh, we're going to take something that's usually like really grave and serious and dark and we're going to put buttons on it for the juxtaposition of like whimsy and death. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's just funny that this guy was so spooked. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. If I were a docent, though, I would just like go around like just trying to like slyly stick buttons on people and then try to convince <laughs> them that the ghost of. The button king sometimes puts buttons on his targets. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think that's a great idea. And that was the Button King Museum. Okay, that was incredible. It was Thank incredible. you. Thanks. Um, loved it. I I have a lot of looking up of things to do. A lot <laughs> of research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of research. Um, the history of buttons, the history of sure. concrete. <laughs> um, yeah, all those fascinating subjects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no insomnia for me tonight. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great job. Thank Thank you you for for sharing that with me. Thank you. Um, And, you know, everyone just really think about checking us out on social media Mm -hmm. at the museum camp. We would love to chit chat with you. And really, it's me. I would love to chit chat with you. Yes, I did delete all the social media apps off my phone like two weeks ago. So it it will be Megan. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) It was not good for my mental health. <laughs> sure. You got to do, you know, you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. Got to. Uh, I don't have any, anything to follow that. Got to with. Okay. So, <laughs> sometimes you just have to delete social media for a while. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Um, visit our website, themuseumcamp.com. You can check us out on Patreon. Um patreon.com slash the museum camp you guys it's mm-hmm. all the same thing i swear to god yeah someone it's asked just... me again what is you know your handle on anything yeah it's the museum camp if you need me to come to your house and airdrop it to you i will yeah covered in buttons <laughs> with my stolen watermelon <laughs> yeah yeah you won't do that
Well, now she's going to double down and do now it. Now I'm going to do it even harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone. <laughs> All right. That's I'm going to say goodbye. Great, I was going to say that would be a great like marketing technique is just to like walk through neighborhoods and just airdrop your website to people. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna start a I'll YouTube start doing channel. that. <laughs> Marketing tips. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say goodbye to everyone before Nathan can chime in with anything yeah. else. And we will this see is... you all next week. We will. Bye. Bye. got that benjamin button disease (laughs) (laughs) is that how he died